Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. If you anchor your show or your channel with high-level guests and never yourself, you're going to fail in the long term. I've seen it too many times. Don't do it. Make sure that people are coming back for you and the guests are just the icing on the cake or the thing that attracts them to your channel in the first place. If you're trying to create content to scale your business, Tom Bilyeu is one of the people that you absolutely need to be watching. Tom has been able to build an audience of over 3 million people on YouTube. The question is, how has he been able to do it? As an expert who works with some of the top thought leaders and entrepreneurs on YouTube, I took a look at Tom's channel and I want to break down five key lessons from Tom's content that you can apply to what you're doing to grow your business, to grow your channel, and to completely change the game for you. So the first thing that Tom does really well is he hooks in his audience, but he does it in a unique way. The first thing that he does is he uses what's called trend jacking. And how he does this is he just has on high profile guests. And if you have any kind of podcast or interview show, likely this is something that you've tried to do, but maybe you didn't understand exactly how to utilize this the best way possible. So let's take a look at what Tom is doing and how you can apply it to your channel. So I'm actually going to hop into Tom's channel. You can see here, uh, let's take a look at his videos really quickly. And then let's look at the most popular ones. And if you look at the these are all high profile people that you likely know either their names, their faces, maybe even a little bit about them. So the lesson to learn here is that sometimes jumping on trends and even a trend being a famous person who is always getting some sort of attention can absolutely help you to grow your channel. I don't recommend, you know, for most people, unless we're just trying to become a great podcast or show host that you really focus on getting high level guests. But Tom has taken this concept and used it really, really well. If you look at his top 12 videos, all of which have at least two and a half million views all of them are of really well-known people. So the lesson here isn't that you have to have high profile guests to do well on your channel. The lesson here is find something in your industry, in your niche that gets a lot of attention, whether that is a person, whether it's a concept, maybe it's a current event. If you create some videos, I don't want you to create a lot of videos on this because there are a few things we're going to discuss that will help you a lot more than just trend jacking, but find something that has some sort of energy or attention on it right now. This will help your channel to grow and get more views on your other content. And it makes all of the other things matter. So trend jacking helps Tom's videos to get seen, but the next step is how do we get people to click on the videos? And that is using a thumbnail design that works really, really well. And this hooks you in even further. So we've gotten the video to pop up on your screen. Now we need to get you to click. And if you look at Tom's videos, you're going to see here that he has a template to his videos. Do you need to copy his template? No, if you don't have a template, maybe it's a good idea to copy and try it and see how it works for you. But you need to find a template that works for you. And if we look here, we're seeing that Tom's template is a large face on the right. We're seeing some sort of text or quote on the left. Uh, he does have a few that look different, but if I saw one of these, so if I saw this right here with Dave Asprey and I watched this video, YouTube's going to show me another video of Tom's maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. And if I don't recognize it, like say I loved the Dave Asprey video and I see another video of Tom's, if I click on it, that sends signals to YouTube that I like Tom's channel. It's going to continue to show me Tom's channel. Same for you. If someone watches your video, they see your thumbnail, they've clicked on it, they recognize your video later because they liked your content so much, they're sending signals to YouTube that your channel is great. Your channel is something that they should be showing more. And so if I see the Dave Asprey video, maybe tomorrow YouTube shows me the Sean Stevenson video right here, then I click on it. I don't watch just one Tom Bilyeu video. I watch three, I watch five, I watch 10. 
I'm continually watching this channel. And so YouTube continually wants to push it out because it's serving the purposes they have, which is keeping more people on the platform longer, showing more ads and stealing away attention from other social media platforms. It is a competition here. And if you can help people to stay on YouTube, YouTube's going to reward you for it. So the other thing here that is a little more subtle on what Tom does, and you'd have to look at his channel to really recognize this, is that he is testing these thumbnails. These aren't just him throwing these things up here and you know hoping that something works. He's found and seen data that makes this work. And you can tell because these are similar. He is A-B testing these likely. And if he's A-B testing these, I use TubeBuddy to do this with my clients. He's trying to learn continually what works best for him. Maybe the yellow works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe a black background works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe purple works, maybe it doesn't. He is continually testing and trying to find something that works better. Maybe he's not, but likely when I see this on a, a profile or on a channel, I know that they're really going about this methodically and they know what they're doing. And so Tom really knows what he's doing. He's doing some A-B tests and he's you know making sure that everything is optimized as much as possible. And if you know Tom, that definitely sounds like him. And as someone who does this day in and day out, I can tell you A-B testing your thumbnails is one of the most important things that you can do to get YouTube to recommend your content more often. The last thing that Tom does to nail that coffin into hooking you into the video because he's gotten YouTube to show you his video, he's gotten you to click on it and to get you to click on another one because of his thumbnails being similar. If you liked his first content, you're likely to click on the next one. The next thing that he does once you're on the video is he hooks you in very, very quickly. And he's done a very good job at contextualizing the hook at the beginning of the video based on the type of content. So let's actually click here and we're going to watch uh, one of his intros really quickly and you're going to see what he's been able to do here. Ramiz Saiti, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm excited as always. What are some of the biggest lies that society and parents tell us that ends up keeping people broke and breaking up relationships? We're told that investing Okay, so we have a guest on here. What we can see that I want to point out immediately is that at 18 seconds, we're already into the value. Ramit Sethi is a very well-known guest, and so hashing out how he got started, where he came from, all of those things, that's on so many other podcasts. And so he would just be copying other podcasts if he did that for one. The second thing is if your guest isn't well-known enough to be able to ask that question, you know, tell me how you got started, People likely don't care. I know that sounds heartless, but it's not a heartless comment. What it is, is that people don't know who that person is. And so if you think about it, stranger on the street, do you want them to tell you their life story? No. If you're watching a video, say someone clicks on your channel because they like you as the host, because you've done some of the other things that Tom does well, and we're going to talk about, and you hop into, hey, tell me how you got started. And they have no idea who this person is. They go on a five minute rant of from childhood to where they are now. The person isn't interested. The viewer doesn't doesn't know who this person is. And so you might be interested because you know who they are. And so it's your job to do one of a few things. If you want to emulate Tom, he jumps right in. Hey, I know that Ramit has this knowledge available to my audience. Let's ask him one of, you know, a hard hitting question right at the start. That's great. If you want to intro them really quickly, hey, Ramit, you help people to get better at their finances and their relationships. Insert question. He asked the question. You know, you, you intro them very, very briefly. So I know why I should care because you have 10 seconds at the most to hook someone into your YouTube video. So the thing that Tom does really well here is he gets right into the value. There is no dilly dallying around. It's just straight into, hey, this is the most important thing. And so that is one of the ways that he hooks you in, depending on the type of content. Now, there are two other ways that he hooks you in. So let's look at those really briefly. The argument has been that a little bit of inflation is necessary to stoke an economy. Otherwise, people will not consume and there will be no economy. 
All right, so the thing that Tom did there is he used what's called a coming up. So he took a section of the interview sometime later that has interest, that's going to hook you in, and he pulled it up to the front. So he's done a really good job here of getting straight into the value. I can tell I've clicked on the thumbnail, the title, and I'm seeing in that first 10 seconds, this video is going to deliver on the question that I had. It is going to deliver on the thing that I hope it will. So let's see what Tom does next in this video and see if he still is able to hook us in and keep our attention. Robert Breedlove, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. Glad to be back. Very excited to have you. In any financial crisis, what can somebody do with their money strategy to come out the other side better than they went in? Yeah, this is a kind of a complicated question because... All right, so similar to his last video, he hops right into the value. He did use a coming up, so he did use a nugget of value to hook you in at first, but immediately afterward, he goes straight into asking that question. There's no introduction. There's no tell us about yourself. People don't care yet. And so hopefully, you know, with a two-hour interview, he's going to tell some of his story. He absolutely is, but it's going to be spread out and sprinkled into some of his advice, into some of the value that you're giving the viewer. Instead of sharing this big chunk of story which is, you know, the broccoli or the vegetables or the thing you don't want to eat in the meal all at the beginning. Let's sprinkle it in. Let's make sure that it goes throughout the video, throughout the story, and that it weaves in and hooks the viewer in. Tom does this really, really well. He doesn't want to lose his viewers at the beginning, so he knows he gives them value as soon as he starts. The last type of content I want to look at from Tom is his solo content. Solo content is absolutely essential if you want your channel to do well. We're going to discuss why in another thing that Tom does really well, but I want you to see here another type of hook that Tom uses when the content is him, or you know, Tom does Q&A from students, clients, things like that on his channel, or he does you know, solo rants. And so I wanna show you what he does when it's his solo content to hook people in because it is slightly different and it's something that you can absolutely learn from. Almost everybody quits at everything. They all give up a New Year's resolution. They all quit the big goal in their life. They all quit. I'm getting emotional right now. People quit, dude. I hope you're enjoying the show. Podcasts are absolutely one of my favorite ways to consume content. But if you didn't know, I actually also have the video versions of all of these podcast episodes on my YouTube channel. So if you go to wearevideomakers.tube, it'll take you right to the We Are Video Makers YouTube channel. And there's a full playlist with all the branding with video podcast videos. So again, that's wearevideomakers.tube, or you can go down in the show notes and there's a link there as well. I'll see you over there. It's so heartbreaking. Gentlemen, we're here to talk about habits, changing your life, getting unstuck. What do you have for me? So I'll start off with what are the most common things you see people do that holds them back from success? All right, so the thing that Tom did here really well that I love, he started with the fact that everybody quits and no one wants to think, I don't quit. I, I, I don't quit things. I finish to the end, I get things done. Nobody wants to believe that. And so it's an uncommon opinion that he is very set in. It's part of his message. It's part of how he helps people because he understands that so many people quit and he wants to help you to push through, to not quit, to find the thing that drives you so much that you couldn't quit even if you wanted to. It's part of his message. And he shared that at the very beginning. And so what you wanna learn here is hooking in the audience. If you have a solo video, which you should, hooking them in is essential. And one way to do that is to have an opinion, share something that is a little hard to swallow. It's something that you believe that most people don't. That gets people to go, whoa, I just wanted an answer to my question. But instead, I feel like this could be a life-changing moment for me. You want to share something to that magnitude. It, it's going to take practice. It's going to take time. It's not going to be easy from the get-go. Practice it, though. What is the core message of the video? Maybe you record the intro at the very end of the video because you've been able to go over the content. You understand what's going to be in it now, and you can share it a bit better. 
but make sure that that hook is very strong because none of the other four lessons that we're going to talk about matter if you can't get people to watch your content. And the second thing that Tom does really well is he tells his story. If you've listened to Tom, you know a couple of times he's mentioned that he loves to tell stories. He loves to be able to share the human experience with people. He says you're having a biological experience and if you're going to be successful as a creator, but more importantly, as an entrepreneur, a thought leader, someone sharing content to build your business, to serve your mission, you have to share your story. You have to tell people why it is they should follow you. If we don't know who you are, if I don't know what it is about you that makes you special, you could be sharing the same message as someone else, but there's no different flavor to it. There's no twist on it because I don't know who you are. Because what makes you uniquely you is what creates the strength of your mission. So the first way that Tom does this is he humanizes himself. He talks about his flaws. He talks about his past where he struggled, the weaknesses that he has and had and how he overcame them. He talks about the things that he wants to accomplish most in life, whether he's accomplished them or not. And through all of that, he's sharing his core message, his mission, what it is that he wants to accomplish. As you watch Tom's content, whether it's solo content or in his interviews, you know what he stands for. You can understand and see what it is that he's trying to do because he doesn't let a single video go by without sharing that with you. So if you are creating content and you're trying to sell your product, you're trying to get more clients, you're trying to share your message or your mission, we need to know where does it come from? We need the origin story. When we look at superheroes, we care about superheroes because we saw them when they were weak, when they were struggling, before they became a superhero. And then we can relate because we're weak or we're weak. We have things that we struggle with. We have things that we want to overcome. And if we can see someone like us overcome those and become superheroes that change the world, that save the world every day, that's inspiring. And so you need to do the same. Maybe you don't view yourself as a superhero. Maybe you do. I don't know what end of the spectrum you're on, but if you're going to accomplish that, people need to know where you came from. If you don't relate to your audience in any capacity, people aren't going to care about your mission or your message because they can't relate. They can't connect. And we don't know why your message is important. Now, one of the things that's really important with telling your story is to make sure that you do it when you're interviewing other guests, if you want to be seen as an expert. Now, there's two ways to go about this. On one hand, and likely this is how you've done it if you've had people on your YouTube show, is you've interviewed them. You're not sharing your expertise, your background, your thoughts. It's an interview. You want to extract the value from that person for your audience, for yourself. And that's great. The problem here is if you want to be seen as an expert, if you're not doing solo content, no one's going to know who you are. No one's going to know why you're an expert. And maybe that's okay. Maybe you want to be a show host. And if that's the case, then you're doing a great job. If not, you need to share that message and interject that in. Tom does a really good job of sharing why he feels like the thing that the guest is sharing is important. And he shares his expertise at any given moment. Now, Tom does something really special that allows him to do this, but he's able to add value to the guest comments, the guest information, even if they're not within the same niche as Tom. He's able to give an expert opinion or some sort of expert nugget along with asking a question about that thing. And so he'll explain maybe something simply that's a little complex, and then he'll ask a question to get the expert to clarify it, showing he knows what he's talking about. But also it helps us as the viewer catch up to their conversation. Sometimes experts just say things that are way over the viewer's heads, and Tom does a really good job at simplifying some of the concepts and then asking a question to dive a little bit deeper. If you're able to do that on your show, people know you have to be an expert. To be able to do that, to summarize a complex topic and to ask a pertinent question, it takes expertise. And so people view you as an expert, view you as someone who has what they need to be able to solve their problems and to be able to get to where you are because that's why they're watching you. The flip side of that coin though is if you take everything on yourself, 
oh my God, I messed up. I made a mistake. I'm stupid. I'm wrong. I did this poorly. This didn't work because of me. Then you won't try again because you've just completely deflated yourself. And so the answer to how Tom is able to do this actually goes into lesson number three really well. The third thing that Tom does really well is he researches his guests. He doesn't just have someone on. He doesn't just have notes about them. He really gets to know them. This is one of his things. Doesn't mean you have to do this, but there are a few things that you can learn from Tom's ability to research a guest and the effort that he puts into this. Because what he does is he understands what questions have been asked a hundred times. He watches a lot of the content of the guests coming on and maybe some of the guests that you have coming on aren't experts that have been on podcasts a hundred times. That's okay. But you still need to understand who they are, what they know, what problem they solve, what they're known for, and the basic level. That's what you should know. But Tom takes it a huge 10 steps further than that. He learns everything that he can about his guests and about his guest topic in the time that he has. And so when he has the guest on, his questions are incredible. They're straight to the point and they're diving into topics that maybe you know most interviews are getting to at the very end is where his interviews actually start. And so he's become a micro expert on the topics that they're talking about. And this is how he's able to interject and summarize some of the more complex things and then ask a question that dives a little bit deeper. And so if you want to do this, if you want to always be seen as an expert, which is important if you want to get more clients, if you want to build the credibility that way. You either need to be an expert or somewhat of an expert in the thing that you're interviewing the person about. That way it can be some sort of a conversation. There can be some interjection of value of things that you know to be true on the topic as well, or you need to study. And so you have this basic knowledge of whatever the topic is. Then you can ask questions that really dive deeper. You can offer some sort of insight or maybe you say, hey, in my life, you know, I've learned this about the topic and I've applied it but it hasn't quite given me the result. How do I X? And so you're showing that you're not just some person interviewing another person. What you are is someone who's struggling with these topics, who's struggling with, you know, applying the things that you're learning from your guest and the audience will be able to relate to that. They're going to put themselves in your shoes because you're describing your journey and how you're applying the topics. And they're going to see that because they clicked on that video. They wanted to see the thing that you're talking about in that video. And so make sure they get the value that they came there for. So all of this study of his guests allows him to ask questions that most people don't ask because he's purposefully doing that. He's setting aside the questions that get asked super frequently. He's starting where most shows end and diving into really complex and or deep topics that most people don't get to see or have from these guests. And then he gets to ask these questions that nobody's asked because he's pushed past the point of most shows. This is something I would recommend you learn from. You don't have to go to this extent. Tom is really good at this. It's a skill set that you should practice if you have people that you're interviewing on your show. He gets to ask questions that the viewer doesn't get to hear. And from my own experience, I've had people on my show. My show's small. I focus on getting wins for my clients because I do work with some of the top thought leaders and entrepreneurs in the world. And so their success and their results are the most important thing. But for my own channel, I have had some experts on some big guests and some of the time, a lot of the time, I had them on because I had a question that I couldn't answer. I'd scoured and listened to tens of hours of content from a lot of different people, and I had questions that I couldn't answer on topics. And so I would bring in an expert, and I wanted to ask them questions that I had personally. And when I did that, I learned. And those were actually some of my best performing videos because I'm asking the questions that nobody else is going to ask. Nobody else has my exact set of circumstances and knows the questions that I want to know. And so there are 
resources there in my show that you're not going to find in other shows. And same with Tom's. He brings out the best of his guests by adding to the conversation that's already on YouTube, that's already on podcasts. He's not rehashing the same thing. It's not a copycat. It is his own unique show giving his own unique value. And it's an incredible way to create a show that people come back to time and time again. People are coming back because of Tom. Yes, because of his guests as well, but people come back repeatedly because of Tom. And so in your show, in your YouTube channel, people need to come back because of you, because of the content you're providing, because of the value that you have to offer, not your guests. If you anchor your show or your channel with high-level guests and never yourself, you're going to fail in the long term. I've seen it too many times. Don't do it. Make sure that people are coming back for you and the guests are just the icing on the cake or the thing that attracts them to your channel in the first place. And the most important thing that I think Tom does really well with asking his guest questions is he extracts their why. He doesn't just ask these random questions, he really gets to the core of the mission of the person he's interviewing. Why are they doing it? How does that relate to the viewer? How can the viewer you know, get value from understanding what it is that that person is actually trying to do and why they're trying to do it? When he does that, you feel an intense connection to both Tom as well as his guest. It's not just this exchange of information anymore. You're invested. You feel like you're Tom's friend. You feel like the guest is your mentor. You feel different when you watch his content because he has put that time and effort in. He's extracting what and why the person or expert does what they do. Same with his own thing. He, he shares why he does it and that makes you feel more connected. So when you're creating your content, tutorials are great. How-tos are great. Showing people the process of the things that you do. There's a lot of different content that you can create, but if there's no why behind it, it's really hard to connect to. It becomes utilitarian and people come to learn how to do a thing and then they leave. Instead of coming back and connecting with you, your business, your mission, and only leaving because they're going to your website because they want to become your client and to be able to get your influence and your help in their lives a bit more. The fourth thing that Tom does really well is that he creates really long content. I know when you first hear that, you're going to say, I don't feel like YouTube wants really long content, Zach. When I post my content and it's really long, it doesn't do well. Now, there are a couple of things we need to unpack here, but I want to assure you with all of the clients that I've worked with, with all of the information that I have you know, access to, I do work with Evan Carmichael and he has access to a lot of data on his channel and other channels. And, and we're always working and testing to find the best tactics and strategies for YouTube. And I can unequivocally say that long content does well on YouTube. The fastest growing segment of content is in the one to three hour range. And so if you want to do well, long content is the way to go. And Tom has figured this out. If you look at Tom's content in the last two months, his shortest video, his shortest piece of content that he's posted is an hour and five minutes long. And as we're going to scroll down here and you can see here is the one hour and five minute video. That's the shortest that he has posted in the past two months of posting videos. It's absolutely phenomenal. It creates really long content. The longest piece of content that he has posted in the last two months is over three hours long at three hours and 15 minutes, which is this video right here. And the beautiful thing that he does is one, he has really long interviews. And so at an hour or two hours long, he does really well. It's easy to be at that hour mark when you're already recording over an hour. But the second thing that he does is he creates compilations. And what I mean by that is he creates videos where it's a topic, maybe how to invest, how to you know improve your health, different things like that. And he takes other guests answers and he compiles them into one video. And so maybe it's a 15 minute answer from each guest and he has four or five, six guests. Maybe he answers it himself. And so it becomes a video that's at least an hour long and 
he's giving YouTube what it wants. What does YouTube want? It wants people to stay on the platform longer. It wants them to watch more content. It wants to be able to show them more ads and it wants people to keep coming back. And so Tom is bringing people to his channel. He's getting them to watch for a really long time. I don't know exactly, but I would guess his average watch time, the average time that someone stays on one of his videos is 15 to 20 minutes. And YouTube's able to show a lot of ads. And so YouTube's very happy. It wants to show you Tom's content even more. Tom is getting the benefit of people growing an affinity for him, getting to know, like, and trust him. One of the rules that I definitely follow is by Dan Priestley. And for someone to get to know, like, and trust you, takes seven hours of interaction and 11 touch points. So this actually came from a study that Google did. And so it's not just random data, but if you're watching a one hour, two hour, three hour video from someone, it doesn't take a lot of time to get seven hours of interaction and to really get to know, like, and trust that person. Now, if you're focusing on five minute videos, 10 minute videos is going to take a lot of videos for someone to be able to get that seven hours of interaction. And so this makes sense on a lot of different levels. If you want someone to know, like, and trust you to become your client, to get into your world a bit more, you need to be creating longer content, 10 minutes, minimum shoot for an hour. If you can get an hour long piece of content, you're going to do so much better because you're giving YouTube what it wants. You're in that range of the fastest growing videos and people are going to get to know, like, and trust you. And if your goal is to get them as a client, to bring them into your ecosystem of emails or products or whatever it is that you want to do, that's the best thing that you can do. If you just want people to watch on YouTube, Again, having long content that is really, really good and really engaging is one of the best things that you can do. The next thing that Tom does really well is he creates content with the understanding of his purpose and his goal for the content. At the time of recording, his latest video is actually a Q&A. And so what he's doing here is he's helping people to understand that he does coaching. He does have he does have a group where people are able to learn from him. He does want to be able to speak in, you know, some capacity whether virtual or in person. He's showing that he has value. He's showing that he can answer questions. So, let's watch just a quick clip of this. All right, first question without further ado is from Plastic Funnel. That's quite the name. Is your answer to coping with the feeling of being a fraud uh, in your answer, that makes a lot more sense. In your answer to coping with the feeling of being a fraud, you sound like a madman in your hunger to learn on a long on a long enough timeline, you will win. But where do you draw the line between a self-reinforced delusion that is strategically useful and not useful? That's a great question. Um, so this is something that you have to get really good at, being able to hold two competing ideas in your head at the same time, being able to feel like, I really have this, I've got it, I know what I'm doing, I'm moving forward. All right, so he's taken a question from an audience member from this group. I, I don't know where this question comes from, but he's sharing his wisdom, he's sharing his value. And so what is it that you want to do? What do you want to share? What do you teach your clients? What value do you offer? Create videos where you answer questions directly from clients, customers, students, or just your most commonly asked questions. Create videos where you talk on a topic that you feel like people need to understand better. Create these solo videos so people know, like, and trust you as the expert in your field and you're showing the thing that you want to sell. Tom's really good at this. He knows what it is that he wants to do. If he wants to get a speaking engagement, this is a great video to show someone. He can do Q&A really well. He's showing that, he's sharing that. The audience is also getting value and 99.9% .9 of people are never gonna hire him to do anything, but 0.1% of people are going to be interested in that. And so he's it, accomplishing two things at the same time. And so for you, if you have clients, you want to get clients, you want to sell coaching or consulting services or courses, whatever it is that you want to do, show that thing, share your expertise, make sure that the piece of content that you're sharing is reaching your goal as you interviewing the most famous person in your niche, share anything about you or your expertise. 
Not at all. Not a single bit. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I see is that people think if I have these large guests, I'm going to get a lot of views. People are going to love my channel and they're going to keep coming back. They're only there for the guests though because you have anchored the show in with you. And Tom does this really well. He has the solo videos that share his expertise really, really well. He also has incredible guests and he anchors the show on his personality, on his expertise, on him as a person and his mission and his why. So people, yes, they come equally for the guests, but they also come because of him and because they want to be able to hear from Tom. And so, you know, we've covered trend jacking, bringing on famous guests, you know, capitalizing on some of that attention absolutely works. But does it reach your goal? Does it help you to accomplish the thing that you're trying to accomplish? There was a client that I worked with and they created so much content, spent so much money doing it for years and years. By the time they got to the point where they wanted to be the expert to show the world that they were the expert, they had so much content, but none of it showed them as an expert. And so you don't really reach your goal that way. If that's your goal, if you would just want to be seen as an incredible host, incredible interviewer, you're reaching your goal. But if you're watching this, likely what you really want is to be seen as an expert in some capacity and to really drive home the point that, that if they become your client, your student, you know, a member of your group or, or your courses, that they're going to be able to solve their problems. And so we want to make sure that as you're creating content, you're actually reaching your goal. And that's another thing you learn from Tom. And the other thing here is that Tom is not afraid to change his content to be consistent with what's working well on YouTube. If you, if we look back at his channel, you saw here, his latest videos are at least an hour long. There's not a single one that is less than an hour long. But if we scroll back, you'll find in here that he does have videos in the 20 minute range, in the 30 minute range. Now, is this range still longer than most people? Absolutely. And does it still work really well on YouTube? Yes, but what's working better is longer videos, is hour plus videos. So he's really focusing in and doubling down on that because he's seeing it work so much better. I wanted to pull up some, two years ago, you see a four minute video, we see a 10 minute video, we see a five minute video. These shorter videos right now, absolutely would not do well. And he, Tom knows that he's got enough data to know what's working and posting for months and months without a single video under an hour. There's something going on there. He knows something. And so you want to be able to emulate him. So the point of this is if you want people to come back to your show, to your channel, to your business, you need to anchor them in, in, you know, Tom has taught us five different lessons here that allow you to anchor people into your content, to get them to know, like, and trust you and to sell the thing that you're looking for. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into what works on YouTube, I had Chris Doe on the channel. And I interviewed him on his process, on the things that worked well for him on YouTube to get him to over 2 million subscribers. So go ahead and click this video right here. You'll be able to gleam some of his expertise to continue to grow your channel, to grow your business. Click this video right here and I'll see you over there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.